These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. David Hoffner, he works in my dad's store. He's worked here for 12 years, he'll probably work here for more. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. Dave Gord, I've known since I was six. Ingrated, he broke his leg, so we got drunk and sick. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. Some of them are Davids, but most of us are Daves. They all have their own hands, but they come from different moms. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. Dave Jadiski, man, this cat can swing. He weighs almost 50 pounds and he delivers my paper on time. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. Dave Capisano, I hardly know him. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. This is episode 180 of the Spivano Cycling Podcast, the least professional, least knowledgeable, least informed podcast ever. We are at speedmetalcycling.com. So that was the kids in the hall. These are the Daves I know. And I've encountered a bunch of people lately. Oh, I'm your host, the almighty skull crusher. Lately, that don't know who the kids in the hall were. And it's incredibly sad that people don't know kids in the hall. And then I tell them they're Canadian. They're like, oh, well, no wonder I don't know who they are. Like, they don't know anything about Canada. But whatever. Kids in the hall. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. I've had that MP3 since Napster. I downloaded that from Napster. So that was like, what, 1999? You pirate. 2000? Oh, oh yeah, I don't, I don't pay for anything. I feel all, all my media is stolen, and most of my stuff is stolen as well, like laptops, uh, television sets, all that stuff. Well, Natalia, welcome to episode 180. What is your excuse for not having been here recording for the last month? What is your excuse for no episodes for the last month? Oh, I have a lot of them. Actually, oh, we really? can make the whole episode. I have the list of excuses of why I haven't <laughs> been recording. <laughs> okay, give me one. Uh... Well, because there is nothing going on. I mean, the biggest thing going on right now is Phil Gaiman's book. That's it. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, so there's that's nothing to talk about. Correct. There's nothing to talk about. Well, I have two things to talk about today. They're very important. But, okay. Mike, welcome to the podcast. And what is your excuse? My excuse? What? We didn't, we didn't record anything. What is your excuse for not recording for the last month? This is the first episode we've had in like, I think like. Because it's all our fault, right. Mike. It's no, no. You it's and me. It's not, life. yeah. It's just you and me. Yeah, so. Everybody, everybody why? has to come. Why, Mike? Yeah, what's your excuse, Mike? I have no excuse. <clears throat> oh, no excuses. You're just lazy. All right, yeah. that's cool. Well, my excuse is uh, my dog ate it. Oh, ring, ring, ring. Klaus might not be able to tell us uh, his excuse because uh, Klaus is on vacation with his wife. Um, so good for him. You know, Klaus goes to Belgium like 10 times a year. He goes to the Volta España. He goes to the Giro d'Italia. He travels for work, his other, his regular work quite a bit too. And now he finally, he's actually traveling for pleasure. So good for him. He sent me some photos and he's been doing some writing and stuff. It's good. I don't know that he wants to us to disclose where he is because my brother is weird about things like that. So yeah, I, I don't. I, he likes to be incognito. Incognito. So yeah. the big uh, the big announcements that I have today. Should I just get them out of the way now, or should we save them for later? Do it. Do it now. <laughs> All right. First announcement is, well, there's a 
Well, naturally, they're both bad announcements. <laughs> so we'll just get them out. There is no like, there is a good announcement and a bad announcement. Which one do you want first? Uh, there's a bad announcement and a bad announcement. So, oh, well, um, the first one is that we are not going to record the podcast for a while. We're going on a hiatus. I know we're kind of coming back from a small hiatus to go on to another hiatus. But there's a, about a thousand reasons why we're doing this. But um, all you need to know is that we will be back. There's a possibility that we may be back for a Christmas holiday episode like we did last year, maybe for New Year's Eve or something like that, where at the beginning of the of the episode will tell you, all right, set your clocks to 11 o'clock now. And then we'll talk for an hour and actually ring in the New Year so you can actually listen to us like talk to you while the ball drops or you know bring in the new year at midnight so you can basically sync it so when it's actually 11 o'clock you push play and then but um i don't know we, we haven't decided if we're gonna do that yet and uh but we will be back probably in the spring at some point uh maybe we may be back as early as uh the tours on under um but I think I see it probably more like in anticipation and leading up towards the, the spring classics. Um, like I said, there's there's many reasons why we're doing that. Um, but whatever. So that's that's that. Um, how will this affect the guys who are helping us and gal who are helping us in Patreon? Well, you have the choice to obviously stop the payments if you want and totally cool with that of course uh we would just hope that you remember to turn them back on or you can continue to to pledge that month and i can't promise that i'll be sending you guys any content mm. like via the patreon page like i normally do um i can't promise that i will but if i think of something funny or something whatever i may just post stuff there um audio video um maybe some pictures whatever so that is announcement number one and announcement number two is, Mike, why don't you tell us what announcement number two is? The sad, sad thing. Well, sad for us, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? That this will be my last regular podcast. This will be Mike's, well, Mike, who has been with the podcast. Oh, shit. I was, you know what I was going to do? And I totally forgot to. I was going to find. Oh. <laughs> Nice. I was gonna find the first episode that you that, that we did together oh. and I was gonna play like my introduction of you oh. and I completely forgot about it totally totally forgot about it but maybe when um, if we do a, if we do a holiday one then 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 I'll play it. Nice. but yeah well Mike is leaving us for greener pastures because he's uh, starting up a baseball podcast <laughs> called um, speed metal baseball and uh, so look look for that uh he he too will be back in the spring for spring training uh mike is actually going to broadcast his uh new podcast from spring trainer in, in florida he's gonna follow uh the yankees around <laughs> can i ask my questions now now yeah, that we're talking uh, baseball wait well no hold on hold on to okay. that question i wanna I want to ask Mike if if he had a good time while he was here. Uh, I I calculated it's probably about seven years, right? What? Yeah, that was probably right. Yeah, right. I think it's like six or seven years. So, uh, yeah, Mike, did you have fun? Did you enjoy doing the podcast with us? Yeah, it was great. It Fantastic. Was, yeah, but you're moving on. Your Mike is actually taking a uh, another position within the organization. Mike is actually going to be the new head of HR. <laughs> at the speed metal cycling uh, head, uh corporate headquarters in in manhattan uh no i'm Mike, still listen. waiting i'm still waiting to hear him say that look guys it's not you it's me uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's breaking up with us yeah <laughs> listen I, I think you know i i and for those people and i know that there's a bunch of people because i get emails all the time like i've been listening since episode five um, so for the people that were listening from the very beginning, when it was just me and uh, DJ Desi Des, um, it was a completely different podcast because 
the, the dynamic was very different. Um, Des didn't know anything about cycling at all. So I would basically talk about a story and then he would ask the questions that he thought the audience would want to hear, you know? So it was a lot of like, Oh, wait a second, dude. Uh, so in a race, you can't do this or you can't do that. So it was interesting. It was, I, but it was a completely different dynamic. I also did um, story time with the skull crusher. If anybody remembers that those were hilarious. I put music and then I just told a story that I wrote about a certain race. So it'd be like in the spring of 1991, blah, 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 in this race and that race. And I put on this deep voice and stuff. I'll, I'll dig some of them out and then replay them one of these days. Anyway, so from that, I went to doing the podcast by myself for a, for a while um, until I had my brother as a guest a couple of times. And then when Mike came in, then everything kind of changed and the, the, the podcast became way funnier for one. And it wasn't as monotonous, I think, because... You know, I had somebody to talk to and somebody who actually knew what they were talking about. Um, so it was good. It completely changed and it actually made the podcast what it is today. Just a big rambling pile of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it became good. And then forget it. When my brother became like a regular and he actually became a full-time host, that's when the whole thing just like kicked into gear and... And I think that the chemistry that the three of us had was uh, awesome. And then Natalia came in and ruined everything. So now Mike is leaving. I know. <laughs> everything went down the hill since I joined. We get now like quoted in Bicycle Magazine yeah. as a podcast that talks about, oh, yeah, what is right. it, like punk rock and <laughs> dissect yeah. cycling. It's like, what the hell have I been, yeah. man? I missed all those conversations. Sounds good. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome that like Bicycling Magazine, like, recommended as a podcast or whatever it's awesome so maybe people actually are listening to this for the first time right now well i'll let you know welcome first of all and uh yeah it's not you'll regret rock. it we guarantee it no. <laughs> oh, no, don't regret it just stop right now and never download it again so. <laughs> nice uh you know we've been going since wait so what did i say 2000 starting in 2009 2009, I think Mike joined in 2010. Um, so yeah, I mean, a long, long time. So it hurts in the heart. And I was just telling Natalia, Mike, before uh, before we started recording, before you joined us, that uh, I didn't think it was going to hit me hard. I thought, oh, all right, cool. I mean, Mike is leaving, you know, good. Uh, I didn't think he was going to, I mean, not good, but like, thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. But uh, it's it's hard. And that's actually my excuse for not recording for this whole month. Because when Mike told me that, I honestly, I didn't even know if I wanted to do the podcast anymore. And I still don't know if I want to do the podcast anymore without Mike. Um, but uh, yeah, you will be missed, Mike. Thank you. We do have you. But he promised that he will come back. Yeah, please have me back. Yeah. I'll, know no, even less, no. I'll know even less than I know now. <laughs> So is there a word in English, like, for example, in Colombia, when somebody breaks up with you and then you're in the process of getting over it, we call that tusa, you know, he or she has a tusa. Oh, yeah, is yeah, there yeah. a, like a, like a equivalent word in English for that? Like the oh. tusa? Yeah, hangover? I think like, no. like it's, it's the word would be hangover, but because when you're drunk in Colombia too, you have tusa the next yeah, day. Yeah, but tusa, but yeah, I mean, we, we use yeah, that word literally, so... <laughs> Exactly. So I don't think that there's a word in English for the hangover that comes after a breakup. Not literal hangover, but you know, that like you feeling like shit because you're missing that very important person and they're not there anymore. And you think that they hate you and they probably do. And yeah, it's terrible. I've broken up with many ladies before. Uh, Read, they've broken up with me. And uh, so I, I, that's what I'm going through right now. That really is what I'm going through right now. Um, trying to figure it all out, what life means. Am I ever gonna find somebody like Mike? You know what I'm saying? Although, although, I must say that you break up with a girl, or the break, girl breaks up with you, and then for a while there, you just go on a rampage of like meaningless relationships and sex and everything until you calm down and everything. I think the equivalent of that 
is going to be me just doing this. Valverde, 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 Valverde. Like over and over and over. Valverde. No, actually, no, that's, that's that's the step where you look at the photos of your ex and you cry and then you tear them. And you cry. Valverde. If any, right? and if then, anyone, if anyone out there wants to wants to promote or I don't even know how the Patreon thing works, give the Patreon some money, like yeah. five hundred thousand dollars. I will read every word in the English language, and then you can have a soundboard. <laughs> read the old dictionary. It's <laughs> so cool. All right, sounds good. If anybody wants. To, yeah, <laughs> Actually, you just do it through the PayPal donate button on speedmetalcycling.com. Yeah. Either way, either way. And then Mike will record everything, including words that we would never use, of course. Uh, let me see. That's weird and wonderful words, uh, words, according to the Oxford Dictionary. Let's see. Obscu, obsquat, obsquat, obsquatulate. Obsquatulate. Just write it in the chat window so he can read it. Obsquatulate. To leave somewhere abruptly. Oh, wait, that's what Mike is doing. Mike is abs, abs, abs. Hold on, let me copy so you guys can see how to spell this thing. Awesome. Uh, all right, there you go. Absquatulate. Absquatulate. Wow. Never heard so of that So make sure one. you record that one. I need absquatulate. Valverde. And Valverde, of course. So, wait, what were we talking about just now? I forgot, I totally forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. No, you were saying that you were, if somebody was going to donate $500,000, Mike will read every word in English from a dictionary so we can construct our own phrases. I won't even use a dictionary. I'll just use my memory of every word. Oh, that's good, huh? Cool. (laughs) Even better. In alphabetical order or randomly? They won't be in alphabetical, random order. They won't even be in alphabetical order. (laughs) <laughs> all right listen last um okay actually you know what uh natalia go ahead and ice, ask mike your baseball question because oh, yeah. I, get okay. I wanted to read and then so, you had actual cycling related topics oh Lucy. yeah yeah i i have okay so yeah. my first question for you mike is the following was this series one of the best world series that you have followed since yes. forever without yep. a doubt Okay. Because of that, that game that the Astros totally freaking like they were wasn't weren't they winning like seven one in the first or second inning and they yeah. just completely dropped. Hold the ball. hold your thought because I think that one is related to my next question. Oh, okay. So if you have to pick between game five or game seven of this series, which one will you pick? Ooh. Hmm. Maybe game five. Why? I don't know, because there's still there's still potential in game five, whereas game seven is like the last game. I mean, I know and it also didn't end the way I wanted it to end. So I think game five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And finally, what are your thoughts on Carlos Correa? <laughs> That's racist. That is racist. Why is racist? No, <laughs> How many guys proposed to the girlfriend at the end of the World Series? How many of them? happens happens like almost every baseball game really <laughs> is that what they do man no i mean good for him good for him yeah i'm not an astros fan i can't root for these guys oh okay so i hope he gets divorced immediately <laughs> <laughs> dan was this one of the best world series you have witnessed in your life no probably not i think the games were awesome but i was invested in it i, I don't i didn't care I love the Astros because they, through history, hands down, have this, the best uniforms in Major League Baseball. I mean, they've had a couple of really bad ones in the 90s. But. They have the craziest uniform. I don't say they have the best uniform. Yeah. Oh, they're the best, dude. They're freaking awesome. You go back and look at, like, the 80s one. Like just the rainbow? Amazing. Like the rainbow stripes? Yeah. I mean... They went through like the usual, like just crappy. When was that? Like, yeah, in the nineties, they had one that just says Astros on it, and like, like just a stupid, like super generic sports logo, and like had a little the star looked like a shooting star. It is ridiculous, but those like crazy rainbow ones, and then like bringing them back, and I love their their hats with the H. So I was kind of rooting for the Astros, but 
yeah, the World Series are like, you know, I watch them, but not not really my favorite. I think Australian rules football is probably my, my second favorite. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Up. I don't understand what I, it's like. All right, so it's football, but it's Australian rules. So everybody plays riding a kangaroo. I don't know. And That's like, racist. And That's drinks, racist. And drinks Fosters. Racist. And everybody. Everybody has to listen to Airborne or AC. Like, <laughs> oh, rest in peace, rest in peace, Malcolm. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, that's super sad. I had he's one of those guys when like I when I found out I was like oh that's weird I wonder how old Malcolm Young was and I realized if it said he was eighty two I would have been like yeah that sounds about right and if it said he was like forty I would have been like yeah wow he's younger than I thought, <laughs> but I had no idea how old he was. Um, okay. Next topic. Natalia. Yeah. Since everybody in Europe, Australia, Canada, anywhere that is not the United States just tuned out because of the baseball talk. Yeah. Let's talk mm-hmm. some cycling. All right. Yeah. Let's talk some cycling. Bring it. Well, what do you want me to talk oh, about? Actually, what's no, happening? Let me read the emails. Uh, Natalia, let me read the emails first. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a lot of these are really old. But I'll start with the first one that is actually newish. Like from the this is like maybe a month old. Uh, this person wanted to get advice from Klaus on how to get into cycling journalism. So it's like, you know, Klaus did the cycling anthology book and he writes for magazines like Cycling News and whatever, whatever. Like, you know, how did it happen for Klaus and does he have any advice? So because my brother's not here, I'll tell you that he would say like, I don't know, whatever I did to get this, I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> brother, it is, say- you have time, whoever wrote this email, just jump from the Titanic before it goes down. Don't even get yeah. on it. Just just get away. Get away from it. Yeah. No, like uh I mean everything that happened to Klaus that it comes when it comes to that was um I mean the door opened because of the of his blog. Um Klaus is a pretty good writer and people started seeing his blog and asking him to do stuff because of his blog. So I don't know if you got if you I mean I I think he would have helped if there's two things that would have gotten my brother a lot farther or that could get my brother a lot farther or could have gotten my brother a lot farther in cycling journalism one if he was a journalist and two if he actually cared <laughs> i have never met somebody that Klaus is like ah oh, dude i'm going to belgium such and such wants me to cover whatever race and uh, I'm going to take some photos of this other race and then I'm meeting with this other cyclist there to interview him for this documentary that somebody's paying me to do. And like, oh, God, <laughs> it's like, it's not that he's complaining. It's just he just doesn't. He I mean, he's excited and he has fun, of course, but he's not like, yeah, dude, this is awesome. I get to do this. It's really funny. It's, it's yeah, I don't know. He has a day job and he doesn't want to quit his day job, you know? And what are you going to do? But anyway, so yeah, my advice to you in lieu of my brother not being here, um, just write a blog. I don't know. Nowadays, there's so many more blogs because my brother's had that blog forever. Um, and just make friends with important people. <laughs> Go to races and stalk people that are <laughs> <very> important. <laughs> Stalking, uh, uh, Bob Rock. Um, Wait, what was the, what was the question? What was the original question? Um, advice how to on how start to a cycling journalist. Oh yeah. yeah, that's good advice. You have to just do it. Yeah, yeah I've I mean, had this question. I've rate. had people ask me this question a lot for different reasons, for different things, and it always it's always kind of amazing to me that the answer is so straightforward, and people don't think. They just don't think it through. They think they need some sort of an invitation or some sort of special permission to do something. But if you just start doing yeah. it, that will create its own momentum. So in case anybody wants any advice on uh, how to get into uh, woodworking, mm. I think the way to do that is to uh, go to go to go to college, a very good college for what you you know for for what you're gonna do uh, as your career, not woodworking. So you know. Uh, kill yourself working really hard to get an amazing degree from an amazing university. Go on to be a professional at that, whatever it is, for 19 years, advancing your career to the point that you're exactly where everybody wants to go. 
you are the guy that everybody looks to for direction and what to do. And when you are, and then you're like, have a really nice paycheck and you're established as a professional in your profession. Then after 19 years, one day, just quit, <laughs> quit your job, quit your career and tell your wife <laughs> that you don't want ever want to go back to working. This is the plot from office space. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I did. One day I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to do something with my hands. And um, I don't know, maybe a midlife crisis. So if you want to become a woodworker, that's what you got to do. You're like, you're like, who needs, who needs 10 fingers? I could use, <laughs> I could live with eight. Exactly. I will, I, I, Have you my, cut off your fing, any fingers my, yet? Uh, no, but my, my, my paycheck is, if you can even call it that, the change that they throw my way nowadays is so little. I don't need 10 fingers to count anymore. So. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So there you go. I, I know. Like, there you go. There's there's your advice for everything. Okay. Um, another email here. We have an email from Steve who actually says that the episode with CD riding on his Swift was awesome and that we should repeat that. But here's the thing. It was awesome because... It was just kind of the first time that had ever been done in a podcast. I don't know that I want to do it the second time ever been done in a podcast. You know what I mean? I think it was a one-time thing, and now it's just, you can't recreate that. You know what I mean? Natalia? Yes. Okay. It could be recreated. But it'd be, I think that if we do all of us racing at the same time and we record the podcast then racing that would be good listen to him or not racing whatever you know whatever because if we race i don't know who do you think would win hmm. klaus klaus cd and i klaus i don't know cd is pretty fit too i don't know we'll klaus. find out we will find out <laughs> klaus. Talking, you and i you and i will be riding in the back very slowly and mike will be driving the car and we're going to be holding on to the mirrors <laughs> um, I'll be inside the car. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have no shame. So, uh, James, James from Fort Worth, and he's not the first person um, to say this. Well, first of all, he says that he loves German metal. Who doesn't? Uh, that he would like to send me beer. Hmm. Um, and you know, and actually, I've gotten beer before from listeners. Um, the thing, though, is that when I used to brew my own beer back in Connecticut. Um, a friend of mine who used to trade also, you know, you would make your batch and then you trade with other people. He got in trouble for alcohol crossing state lines or something like that, whatever, with the post office. So I just don't want to risk it because I just don't want to risk it. So thank you very much for the offer, James. But um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I'm not even going to look into the locks. I'm too lazy for that. Um, Jim... I don't know where Jim is from. I said that my brother and I say like a lot. He's talking about like how I wanted to get rid of certain words that I say certain words that I don't want to say anymore. He says that I should try to get rid of like. And I, God, I mean, let me see. Uh, it's probably been 20 years I've been trying to get rid of saying like as much as I do. It's really difficult. It is really, really difficult. I know my brother says it as well a lot. It's incredibly But difficult. you're trying. We are trying. I'm, we are yeah, trying. I'm, you know, actually, I should look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's a way that some kind of exercise, some kind of machine that you can like, it like zaps your nuts every time you say like. <laughs> I don't Just know. Just think I, that every time that you say like, Coldplay will start playing. Oh, my God. Yes, that's enough. That's, that's what, you know, that's what we can do. I'll, I'll queue up Coldplay. Oh, yeah, and whenever right. you say like, I'll just fire up Coldplay. See if that Natalia, therapy will help. Natalia, what? I'm not kidding. I probably say like maybe every 15 to 20 seconds and the whole episode will be cold placing in, in the oh yeah exactly <laughs> nobody will ever download the podcast again Actually, again really i'm gonna probably episode, get sued by Coldplay because of copyright and <laughs> after this episode nobody's gonna download it anymore but um yeah it's, it's everyone you know. will be having a tusa because mike's leaving so don't worry <laughs> about it guys, yeah, <laughs> neither of you guys say like as much as my brother and I do. So I don't know where it came from. I don't know exactly how it happened. And dude is the other thing that I tried to get rid of for a long, long time. And I just gave up. And now I embrace it. Um, and then this guy, Jason, listen to this. Somebody broke into his house. 
and they stole his bike and all his bike stuff and his speed metal cycling jersey. No way. Yep. Dude. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, he took a photo of himself wearing the jersey before it was stolen. So at least he has the memories. Mm. But yeah. He's asking me if I can still get one, if you can still get one. And I don't know if the guys in Starlight still have any or not, but I'm going to tell you something. Those people, what you size know, is he looking for? House. Sorry. Uh, I have no idea. Um, okay. He looked like a bigger dude, though, uh, in the picture. Uh, he refers to the people that broke into his house as assholes. And they may be assholes, but they're pretty smart because they probably stole the most important thing you own, that jersey. You know what I'm saying? They knew what they were doing. This is probably organized crime, come to think of it. Have you watched that TV show Sherlock, the English show? Yep. With Benedict um, Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, think yes. that that's the case for him. Who is okay. smart enough to know that there's a speed metal cycling jersey somewhere? Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, who, what kind of criminal goes for a bike in a speed metal cycling jersey? I think Sherlock Holmes can help us with that. And, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, there's a bunch of questions and stuff, but none of them are really, like, what do you think about this story? What do you think about the Cancellara thing? What, and I, who gives a shit? So that's what I got. Okay. Oh, but I, I do have a question regarding that for you. No, 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 that's cool. It's so a now, multiple choice question, so. 40, 40 minutes into the podcast or whatever, 35, 30, whatever the hell it is that we're going now, um, mm-hmm. we're finally going to talk about real cycling. Okay, so go ahead, uh, Natalia. Okay, so in case you people missed it, and if you missed it, I don't know how, because there is nothing happening right now. Somebody started reading one of Phil Gaiman's book, I think is Draft Animals or whatever. And then they found a quote in which he was saying that he believed that uh, Cancellara was using uh, a motor. So we're talking about 2010. When did the book come out? I don't know. I think the book has come out. Like, It's not that the book came out last week. It has been, you know, like doing the rounds and stuff. Oh, okay. But, and then, you know, like, shit hit the fan as if this was news. Like, oh, people, there are rumors. People have thought about it. There are a lot of conspiracy theories in the internet. This is not news. I don't understand. Why are we talking about this stuff all over again? We've discussed thing a million times on this podcast. So he goes, he goes and does that. And then, you know, like, pretty quiet. And then (laughs) Cancellara apparently dared him to a duel. So come ride in chasing Spartacus or something like that. I still don't understand what's the point in doing that. So what is it, Fabian? If you beat Phil Gaimon, then you prove that there was no motor. What if Phil Gaimon beats you, then there is proof that is more. I mean, it's like, I don't understand what's going on. But anyway, so I'm just thinking since, just, you know, like I'm now Cancellara is opening it. invitations for this kind of controversial topics, uh, I'm going to give you the following choices and then you get to pick. So who else should be invited to this event? A, (laughs) the Cervelo, the Cervelo that Hegedal rode in the 2014 at La Vuelta. So it's just the bike, nobody riding it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 because I'm sure that the the bike that is going to be, I mean, who cares about who was riding? You know, like we just care about the freaking bikes. This is where the whole the controversy is lying with. So the bike that is going to be there, I'm assuming, is the trek of the 2010 Tour de Flanders and whatever. So I'm saying, A, the Cervelo that Hegedal rode on the 2014 La Vuelta. B, the Pinarello that Chris Froome rode in the Ventura stage in the 2013 Tour de France. Yeah, that had a good engine. C, a a Jiffy bag of some sort. And D, the DeLorean from Doc Brown. Which one uh, should be that. invited? I think that the, the definitely so Phil Gagnon can go back and then revisit all his great victories in his illustrious career. Who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? I mean, just because he wrote like, who, how dare somebody? Oh, no, wait, never mind. I'm just looking at his palmares right now. He was first in the Mount Washington Hill climb. Never mind. And he was sixth overall in the tour, the uh, something in 2011. Who gives a shit if he, you know, he is as relevant as I am. So if I were to say, uh, I think Fabian Cancellara used a motor in, pick another race. Then is Fabian Cancellara going to dare me, like, call me out? On a, why is Fabian Cancellara, what does he care? It's like Donald I don't Trump know, and this is hilarious because, 
because his tweet starts with, I don't know who you are, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really? guy is multiple time world champion, multiple Paris-Roubaix winner, wore the yellow jersey a billion days in fucking Tour de France, won a ton of uh, uh, stages in Tour de France. And this dude won was eighth overall in the Tour of the Bahamas in 2006. Oh, he was second in the Tour de San Luis in 2014. I mean, who the who is this guy? I mean, I know who he is, obviously, because of the books and all that stuff. But why? He has an opinion. Like, everybody else has an opinion, right? So why, why does anybody give a shit? Never mind the Cancellara cares. Why does anybody care about what this guy has to say about anything it doesn't matter what so if he decides like oh pizza hut just has gone downhill lately is pizza hut gonna be like oh dude no you gotta come back to pizza hut please check us out we're much better now like who gives what 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 yeah and this is when i say you know i don't may i don't i don't blame mike for living totally understand <laughs> what's going on. i mean if this is news if this is cycling today it's like oh come on Uh, And then to top it off, Lapartienne, you know, like the new UCI president, goes and says, former dopers have no place in the sport, no place at all. And then I'm thinking, it's like, dude, okay, so if you actually go and install this employment ban, what percentage of people is going to remain, are going to remain, sorry. Who's so, driving, driving starting by the UCI, you know? Yeah. Oh, the UCI, of course. And then DSs out, half of the media, the press out. So just, just, and, and that's why my second question. So what is your best estimate? Just provide an estimate of the number of remaining employees if this uh, order or whatever is is put in place. How many would, people will still remain after we clean the house and all say, former ones are I have, you like, left out? I believe in cycling. So I'm going to say 40%. We'll okay. Yeah, 60% will go. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, something like that. 50, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. 50-50? Yeah. Mm, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I'm so that's that's what was yeah. happening in cycling this week. These weeks. There you go. Uh, this is yeah. what you missed. I'm looking at. Oh, uh, well, and the tour of Randa. Uh, again, insane crowds. Just to what that is located at 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 the time in the year when I absolutely have no energy to follow nothing right. anymore. So like, yeah, it's great. I'm just thinking about nice pictures, but I'm just thinking yeah. about. Turkey. Um, I just, no, I'm looking at Phil Gaiman's uh, page over here. It says uh, that he, he... Let it go, win. let it go, let it go. There's, a, there's, no, there's nothing to see there. There's nothing to see there. major wins, on their major wins, the Redlands Bicycle Classic in 2012 and 2015. Major wins, all right? How, why would anybody care? Listen, I'm not saying anything wrong against him. There's nothing good for him. He was a professional cyclist. He had a great career. I, I've read some of the stuff that he writes. It's funny and, and insightful and everything. No problem with him. But why would Fabian Cancellara, one of the most successful cyclists of our generation, if not ever, and by success, I mean not only wins, but just everything else, like just how powerful of an image he had. And why would he care about the dude that won the Redlands Bicycle Classic in 2012? Like I said, in that situation, I am as relevant as this guy so okay okay next natalia let's move on okay so the other announcement that i have to share with you is that i think yesterday pinarello launched its women's specific bike it's called the nitro and it's intended for the women that dream about going out for a ride with their boyfriends but just can't make it. Don't oh. worry, darlings. Your solution is coming with the freaking nitro. There you go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they pulled their ads. You know that, right? <laughs> I know. And and yeah, I was they, very they entertained by by seeing the whole how this this whole this whole thing played out. So first of all, I have to say I'm not defending the campaign, but. I, I do have to say that the reaction was kind of, like, it puzzled me because it's like, people, we have to face these things with humor. So first of all, you look at the ad 
And then underneath it says the, the picture of a girl that is just, you know, like daydreaming, I'm guessing, is the name. She's Emma and she's 24 years old. And then she's dreaming about finally being able to you know, like go riding for the bike. So I see the ad and then I says like, okay, this thing is meant for somebody that is so desperate to pass time with a boyfriend that is considering getting an electric bike to be able to like chase the guy around. So it's like, wait, not for me. Sorry, Pinarello, it's not like I'm not part of your segment. I can I live think it with that. Be the other way around. The other way around. Yeah, I mean, it was like, okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Well, now because I'm in better shape, yes. But when he gets in shape, then the story is like the other way around. But yeah, not the point. And then I see all these pros reacting to it. Like Christine Vallerus, for example, say that from now on, I'm just going to drop anybody on a Pirarello, even if it means it's Chris Froome. I was like, okay, okay. Hold your horse. I mean, they were not saying that this is meant for women in general. This is for like the ones that like, geez. But anyway, okay. That's Phil Gaiman telling Cancellara he's going to beat him in a race. That's the same thing. That was a big flop. And I'm thinking, you marketing people from Pinarello, I just have to say something, just one thing to you. I don't know where you have been, but these days there is a big push from women to be recognized in cycling, that sort of marketing is not going to sit well in the cycling community. I mean, you you messed up with like two hornets' nest. First of all, e-bikes, which by the way, cyclists, you know, like the, the ones that go and ride, they don't seem to be very open to them. And then on top of that, you put this uh, sex, sexist kind of flavor on it. I mean... You cannot be on a worse place. I don't know what where you're thinking, but anyway, just just a bit of advice. Avoid those two. If you want to promote your e-bike, go more for the, you know, like the the doubter commuter that is thinking about start commuting in a bike, but doesn't like how sweaty he or she gets or something. Like that. Maybe you can appeal to that sort of of people. Don't don't do that to road cyclists. That don't dare. Uh, insinuating that women needed to be able to go ride with with boys that that that's not going to sit well just 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 a thought i, I just because i'm pretty sure marketing people from pinarello listen to us so there you well, go well here's the thing pinarello doesn't have a marketing department they hire a company to do it and they're hiring you said where have they been they've been in italy where i hope i don't insult any italians but last i checked italy spain these very catholic countries brazil and even our own Latin American countries like Colombia are incredibly sexist. It's just the way that it is. We believe that because we live in the United States or in Canada, in Europe or in Australia, that everybody cares about sexism. They don't. They don't care. Look at Italian television. It's girls with huge cleavages showing tiny skirts and like bending over and everybody laughs. And it's it's it's. They live in a completely different society than we do. I, is it completely off? Yes, because the idea is to market to the world. But I totally understand how it happened. In Pinarello, nobody obviously thought it would be sexist. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cute. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the idea. If you can't go riding with the people you want to go riding with because you're not strong enough, then this bike is perfect. That's what it is. The e-bike thing. Us people that know about cycling and stuff, we think is the worst thing in the world. If I were to tell somebody at work, like, hey, dude, e-bikes, like, you know, like a racing bike, but it's, oh, dude, that's cool, man. How much is it? Oh, whatever, $9,000. Oh, man, that's too much. But if it was cheaper, I'd buy one. Because people outside of cycling, they don't consider it to be like an insult or a slap in the face to cycling. They're just like, dude, I would love to go out on rides with you guys, you know, and hang out, like, Five in the morning, you guys are writing all this crazy stuff around Pittsburgh. You guys get to see all this stuff. Awesome. I just not good enough on a bike. People could do it. If they have the money, they can do it. That's the thing. Most people don't care about what we think is so important. And that happens in every scene, you know. When I was in the punk rock scene and somebody like would say something, be like, God, society has just changed because dude, most people don't give a shit. Most people are just worried about getting to work and coming back they're, they're not so i personally i think it's just dumb the whole thing was just stupid it's a complete miss but when people are like i can't believe this happened i can and i totally understand why because 
Italy because sexism still exists because it's and it's not the, the like people sometimes think oh sexism like no this woman can't have this job or sexism people get away with like you know sexually assaulting a woman or something like that no it's not this like uh like forward like aggressive sexism no it's a sexism that just kind of like like that in a boardroom at some point some marketing agent presented this to a bunch of dudes in pinarello and they were like that sounds good it wouldn't surprise me if there's all men in the room but at the same time it would not surprise me either if there were women in the room and they also thought yeah that's really good that's cool let's make sure the girl is pretty <laughs> i'm not kidding i've been in billion freaking marketing meetings and people just the amount of sexism and just stereotypical thinking when it comes to just that's another reason I quit my profession. Okay. Marketing. So I have a follow-up oh, question for you. you. What is a couple's writer? What do you mean? Because the description of the picture says Emma, 24, couple's writer. Oh, couple writer. Couple's oh, she, writer. She writes, now they write as a couple, I guess. I don't know. Is that I, a I thing? Just, Who are these people? Are you a couple writer? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, if it's Mike, what I understand. Are you a couple writer, Mike? I write with my wife, so I'm a couple writer. So when, when okay. like, Natalia, when you and my wife and I went writing, is that like a, like a, a trisom? I don't know. <laughs> I just think that it also, it, it, the, 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 in the, in the ad, it says soon everything will become possible. So Pinarello yeah. comes up with this e-bike for the girlfriend to be able to hang out with a strong sexy boyfriend who's the way that i'm picturing him he looks like cipollini and but everything's <laughs> possible now so next thing you know i'm actually gonna be in space it's gonna be i want to orbit the room like a moon a couple of times and then come back down that everything is possible all of a sudden Shit, I'm winning the Gonna be awesome. The best thing of this investigation is that we conclude that the boyfriend must be Cipollini. <laughs> Look at her; she looks very cute. But you know, the other thing though too is that she's she young. Very, yeah, very nice. <laughs> she looks like a friendly girl. I would, I would ride with her. I would probably need the e-bike. No e-bike required. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh well, I don't have to go riding with her. I can just go do something else. <laughs> just, 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 just Take her out to dinner. No. But imagine if I take her out to dinner and then Cipollini shows up and then beats the crap out of me. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Phil Gaiman shows up and then beats the crap out of me. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I, I think I understand why people are like upset. I understand why people are like, just what? But I choose to look at it from the, the, the pragmatic point of view of like, yep, that's the way that things are. It sucks. Um, it's dumb. And I, of course, I'm not a woman. So last I checked, uh, so I, I maybe yeah. it hits different people differently, of course. But I just yeah, think like, I guess it um, hits me. I guess when we see when I see this sexism coming from people that are in powerful positions that get to decide like laws and you know yeah oh, no, of dictate course, yeah. on how your how your life is going to be affected. Yeah, but yeah, if it's the matter of a company being stupid with the marketing, like guess what? Nobody's going to buy your stupid buy because yeah, you're exactly. not. Talking to me, so I, I think that the whole like blowing up is like yeah sure I mean we need to teach them manners and stuff but I guess the the bottom line is just don't, don't buy stuff from them period yeah like okay I, I don't identify myself with your thing bye bye that's Pinarello's pretty much what it is so I I react different to to those things no, no, uh, no it boils my blood if I see a politician lawmaker or something you know like doing sexist claims and you know, like getting away with them that that annoys me. If he's like in a position of that, something like that. But if he's just, you know, like a company that is like, okay, dude, you're just, just living in a different century. I'm not buying that. That buy. But that's the thing. You're not talking you, to me. So you are buy. not going to buy, you're not going to buy a Pinarello. Okay. You know, all no. these people are like, no, I'm never buying a Pinarello. Guess what? I wasn't going to buy a Pinarello anyway, because they're ridiculous. They look stupid and they're incredibly expensive. But when, uh, you know, people in the East Coast know Yingling. A lot of people in the West Coast don't know. It's, a, it's the oldest brewery, the oldest brewery in the United States. So it's a, it's, it's very widely distributed in the Midwest, um, 
Atlantic um, Midwest or rather, uh, yeah, Atlantic Midwest and like the East Coast. Anyway, um, it was for going to a bar, sitting down and just having a couple of beers while watching a football game or whatever. Yingling was always my favorite beer. Now, the owner of Yingling um, came out for Donald Trump. And all my friends were like, that's it. No more Yingling ever. And this company is going to go out of business. I'm like, <laughs> everybody that I, if everybody that I knew, if everybody that voted, that didn't vote for Trump stopped drinking Yingling right now, Yingling would still not go out of business. We think that like not buying something is going to make a difference. It's not. They don't give a shit. Companies don't care. I mean, companies that big. I don't give a shit. I remember when people are like, no more Apple products because they make their glass in some Chinese factory that treats kids bad or whatever. That's it. Apple's going out of business because nobody's going to buy their stuff anymore. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I bought a laptop like a week after work. After that, it sucks that that happened. I mean, but what am I going to do? I'm not. I need a laptop. So. I think company, what I was saying is like if they were trying to market their bike for women. Guess what? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of women that actually like cycle that they are not going but to put that money thing, in your Natalia, bike. That's it. That's it. But you, you are talking about, but you're That's talking all. about a, a section of the population that uh, thinks like you. How many women are there really that are like that? And how many people are there? How many women are there that have a, no idea that they want that advertising campaign for it? Or if they saw it, they didn't think anything of it and they're still going to buy it. We like when we're in our little cocoon, we think that the cocoon is the world. But guess what? No, no. I I guess it's hard for me to imagine that uh, somebody, man or or woman, will just show up and think about, oh, yeah, this nice e-bike for like, I don't know, $10,000, $9,000. Sure. I go ahead and buy it. I just, I don't know. For me, these high-end bicycle companies speak more to a cycling crowd, you know, like people that know what Pinarello is. Because if you speak exactly. to a layman, they are just going to recognize Trek and Specialized. That's it. Oh, of course. So listen, for I've me, these, these, these Pinarellos are catering to a different segment of the population that more or less knows a little bit more about, you know, like brands in cycling. So what I'm saying is that the way that they target their marketing, it was a complete flop because guess what? It had chances to hit more of that part of the people than, you know, like the regular I don't know anything else. I don't care at all. I just want a, a freaking bike. So I, I'm guessing that that segment, I think, is more likely to get hit by something like Trek or Specialized. That's all. Listen, I, I've i been bike rides before where a guy in like a $12,000 Pinarello rides right next to me. And the guy knows nothing about cycling. He just has a lot of money and went to the bike store and was like, what's the best bike you have? That one? All right, give me that. What's the best bib shorts you have? Those? All right, give me that. And that's it. You know, the proverbial uh, dentist riding a Cervelo. Like, they just don't care. Those people, are, they don't follow anybody on Twitter that has anything to do with cycling. They just want to ride a bike, you know? And like the Lance Armstrong fans, they would just buy stuff without even knowing that there was any races outside of the Tour de France. You see people in Cervelos and you're like, uh, all right, this guy has just like a straightforward, like red jersey, like no. And then he's, then everything is a freaking futile exercise, people. That's don't waste the energy no, battling no. a stupid marketing ad. That's it. That's it. Just like don't, what I'm don't sweat is, it. What I'm saying is, we, that what I was saying, like from the beginning, we think a lot of times that everybody around us, our, our community who we associate with, is the norm and we're not only not the norm but we're a tiny little minority of the world and the population and people are going to continue to buy pinarello bikes because again the people that complained were the people in <laughs> australia that are not going to buy them anyway no i know well no yeah well exactly <laughs> uh, I, i'll go and my cousin in, in in madrid he rides a lot he's a, an avid cyclist although he hates watching cycling he thinks the whole thing is just watching cycling is horrible and dumb doesn't know the name of a single professional but he it's a very avid cyclist i could see him just being like oh 
I'm gonna buy a Pinarello for my wife so she can come out riding with me. She would never. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying boycott Pinarello, just the freaking no, line of e-bikes. That's that's no, what I'm saying. I I think, like Pinarello is going nowhere, but whatever. No, I don't know. I see. I I'm boycotting Pinarello. Oh wait, I would never buy anything from them. <laughs> it's but, like yeah, but, because but, we uh, are going to take it uh, down, show yeah. our power to the people. Let's say that <laughs> let's say that SRAM came out by in some Christmas. Like, you know, we have to do it by Christmas, damn it. We're going to eat the freaking tax bill and we're going to yeah. do it first. We're going no, listen, to taking Pinarello if, down, man. If SRAM <laughs> comes out with some like super sexist ad that really just gets to me, it's just dumb and stupid. I would stop buying their stuff. I, I don't have a problem. Like I refuse to shop at Lowe's. I always go to Home Depot. Because a, a thing happened once and it just I, that's it. No, I I'm never gonna go there. So I and I understand that I'm not getting a I'm gonna gonna get them out of business. But if I really had, if I really wanted a Pinarello like a dogma or something, right now I'll be like, nah, I'm okay, thanks. I just and you know that it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I just understand that they could give two shits. The reason that I do it is not to protest them. The reason that I do it is because it doesn't. It, it's not okay with me. I would feel weird. I would feel out of principle. Yeah, but like do you have yeah, any grudges against yeah. any brand store? Me? Oh yeah, I no. have so Mike, many. Mike, no, I know oh, that Mike. you yeah. you already said that yeah. you you don't go to no. Lowe's. So I'm wondering if Mike has a similar type of grudge against a store or a brand or yeah. a team. The New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. No, I if I do, they're they're not like you know things I can think of. It's just you know you don't go somewhere anywhere anymore because you got bad service or. You bought something from someplace and it yeah, was crappy yeah, and you yeah. just make a note, like I'm never buying that again. But you don't, <clears throat> I think what people forget is that they don't have to make a big deal about it. They can just, you vote with your wallet every day <clears throat> and you can, it's a private, it's a personal yeah, decision yeah. and you can just do, do that and not be an idiot about it. Like the, like the vegetarians and vegans that do nothing but talk yeah. about how I mean, yeah, exactly. You can, yeah, that's a good point. You can just do it. Like you can just like, if someone asks you about it, you can tell them why, but you don't have to make, you don't have to make a huge deal out of it. I mean, I've been a vegetarian now for like 26 years or think something like that. And uh, I have friends that I've had for like you know, 10 years. Like, oh, wait, you're a vegetarian? Yeah. I just never make a big deal about it at all. I do not let's go to this restaurant dude is it okay if we go to that restaurant because you're a vegetarian that's why one of the big reasons why i don't tell anybody let's fucking go whatever restaurant i can get some french fries dan i have a question for you shoot how you get your protein if you're a vegetarian oh uh -huh. shut the hell up all right and on that note on that note, I would like to, uh, you know, in the United States, uh, this weekend is Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend, you know, which is a holiday, basically, where you celebrate that a bunch of white people came here and then murdered a bunch of red people. So, um, and then we thank, we go around the table thanking, saying what we're thankful for. So, Mike, being that this is your last episode with us, as a regular host, what are you thankful for? Uh, uh, you know, my life is fine. I'm thankful for my health. Yeah. For your life. My health. For yeah. your health. That's very good. That's very good. Natalia, what are you thankful for? For the hockey game I went to last night. Oh, yes. Right. I believe Because I discovered hockey. This is going to be my new thing. I'll be ditching you in a couple of years because I'm dedicating myself yeah. to hockey. College, I, I see it coming. Yeah, college. Hockey. Yeah. Not even oh man, it was so fun. It was super, super fun because so you never the crowd. No, I never been into a, like like oh a hockey games. It was my first, oh, wow. and the crowds they do fun stuff. They chant and they have these rituals that they do before the game starts, throwing stuff on the ice, and then they were giving a hard time to the goalie of the earth. It was, it was, it was awesome. I was really, I was really into it. So. Who will have thought, man? Hockey. Uh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, all right. What do I have to be thankful for? I have to be thankful for many things. One of them is the many, many years that Mike was with us. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, 
before I cry, I'm going to say to all the listeners, the patrons, people, and all that stuff. Yeah, we, the, we we're thankful that. for our patrons. That's, that's... Yeah, as a, as a podcast. And um, we will be back, definitely. And we're going to be back better than ever. We're going to, we already have a couple of ideas on how we're going to change the podcast around. We're probably only going to talk about baseball and hockey. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and we want to race. Okay, that is it. We are out of here. Kule, 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 kule,